Today we are going to go over the pre-trip inspection test. The first thing I'd like for you all to do is take note and handwrite the pre-trip inspection test three times. Okay? So there's about three pages I'd like for you to look at front and back and handwrite everything that is on all three pages front and back. During the vehicle inspection, you must show that the vehicle is safe to drive. You will have to walk around the vehicle and point to or touch each item and explain to the examiner what you are checking and why. You will not have to crawl under the hood or under the vehicle during the inspection at DOT. 11.1 All Vehicles Study the following vehicle parts for the type of vehicle you will be using during the CDL skills tests. You should be able to identify each part and tell the examiner what you are looking for or inspecting. 11.1.1 Engine compartment, engine off, leaks, and hoses. Look for puddles on the ground. Look for dripping fluids on underside of engine and transmission. Inspect hoses for condition and leaks. Oil level. Indicate where dipstick is located. See that oil level is within safe operating range. Level must be above refill mark. Coolant level. Inspect reservoir sight glass or if engine is not hot, I'll repeat, if engine is not hot, remove radiator cap and check for visible coolant level. Power steering fluid. Indicate where power steering fluid dipstick is located. Check for adequate power steering fluid level. Level must be above refill mark. Engine compartment belts. Check the following belts for snugness up to three-fourths inch play or three-quarters of an inch play at center of belt. Look for cracks or frays. Power steering belt, water belt pump or water pump belt, alternator belt, air compressor belt. These are things that you're looking for to ensure that there is no cracks, frays, that's not missing. Note, if any of the compartments, uh, if any of the components listed above are not belt driven, you must tell the DOT examiner which components are not belt driven. For instance, if it's a power steering belt, if it's belt driven or power driven, the water pump belt, if it's power driven or belt driven, the alternator belt, if it's power driven or belt driven, the air, comp the air compressor belt, if it's belt driven or power driven, you must let the examiner know. Make sure components are operating properly they are not damaged or leaking, and they are all mounted securely. Safe start. 
depressed clutch, place gear shift lever in neutral, all park for automatic transmission. Start engine, then release clutch slowly. 11.1.2, cab check and engine start auto pressure gauge. Make sure auto pressure gauge is working. Check that pressure gauge shows increasing or normal oil pressure or that the warning light goes off. If equipped, oil temperature gauge should begin a gradual rise to the normal operating range. Temperature gauge. Make sure the temperature gauge is working. Temperature should begin to climb to the normal operating range our temperature light should be off. Air gauge. Make sure the air gauge is working properly. Build air pressure to governor. Cut out roughly between 120 through 140 PSI. Ammeter. meter. Check that gauges show alternator and our generator is charging or that Warning light is off. Mirrors and windshield. Mirrors should be cleaned and adjusted properly from the inside. Windshield should be cleaned with no illegal stickers, no obstructions or damage to the glass. Emergency equipment. Check for spare electrical fuses. Check for three red reflective triangles, six fuses, or three liquid burning flares. Check for a properly charged and rated fire extinguisher. Note, if the vehicle is not equipped with electrical fuses, you must mention this to the DOT examiner. Wipers and washers. Check that wiper arms and blades are secure, not damaged, and operate smoothly. If equipped, windshield washers must operate correctly. Lights, reflectors, reflector tape condition, sides and rear of your trailer. Of your trailer. What you want to do is test that the dash indicators work when corresponding lights are turned on, for instance, your left turn signal, your right turn signal, your four-way emergency flashers, your high beam headlight, your anti-lock braking system indicator, that's ABS. Check that all external lights and reflective equipment are clean and functional. Light and reflector checks include clearance lights, red on rear, amber elsewhere. Headlights, your high and low beams work. Tail lights, backing lights, turn signals. Four-way flashers, brake lights, red reflectors on the rear, and amber reflectors elsewhere. Reflector tape condition. Note, check of brakes, 
Checks of brake, turn signal, and four-way flasher functions must be done separately. Horn. Check that air horn and or electrical horn works. Heater and defroster. Test that the heater and defroster work. Again, we're talking about the heater and the defroster. You want to test that the heater and the defroster work properly. Parking brake check. With the parking brake engaged, that is, the trailer brakes released on combination vehicles, check that the parking brake will hold vehicle by gently trying to pull forward with the parking brake on. With the parking brake released and the trailer parking brake engaged for combination vehicles only, check that the trailer parking brake will hold vehicle by gently trying to pull forward with the trailer parking brake on. Air brake check. That is, air brake equipped vehicles only. Failure to perform all three components of the air brake check correctly will result in an automatic failure of the vehicle inspection test. Air brake safety devices vary. However, this procedure is designed to see that any safety device operates correctly as air pressure drops from normal to a low air condition. For safety purposes, in areas where an incline is present, you will use wheel chocks during the air brake check. The proper procedures for inspecting the air brake system are as follows. Number one, with the air pressure built up to the governor cutoff between 120 to 140 PSI, shut off the engine. Chalk your wheels if necessary, or at least let the examiner know that you would at this point chalk the wheels if they are required. What does it mean to chalk the wheels? All right. Um, so chalk your wheels if necessary. Release the parking brake, all vehicles, and the tractor protection valve um, com combination vehicle and fully apply the foot brake. You want to hold the foot brake for one minute. Check the air gauge to see if the air pressure drops more than three pounds in one minute single vehicle or four pounds in one minute co for combination vehicles. What does it mean to chop the wheels? When you have a tractor and trailer hookup or a combination, wheel chalking is important if you are on an incline um, or on a decline or even if you're on flat surfaces. So what the wheel chalk does, it's like a, it's like a block, uh, like a black block, for instance, like the black eraser. So we would, um, we would, Pretend the black eraser is the wheel chalk, okay? And we have the tractor and the trailer, and it's on, so it's on flat surface. So this is the tractor. We're going to pretend that this ink pen, or this is the tractor, and we're going to put a wheel chalk behind the wheels, behind 
the wheels, like in between the, the dudes or behind the, so that won't, so they won't move. So the wheel track is to prevent the tractor or the trailer from moving forward or backwards during a test, especially at the DMV when you go and test in front of the examiner. The examiner is going to look to make sure you know what you're doing. Not necessarily that you will have to chalk the wheels because nine times out of ten at DOT, the examiner will already probably chalk the wheels or they will already be chalked at that point in time. Other times, the DOT inspector might say, it's not necessary. We're, we're parked. We've got the brakes pulled, the trailer brake and the parking brake. It's not necessary to chalk the wheels. Okay, you just want to make sure that you know what you're talking about when you're in front of that DOT examiner. Okay. All right. So number two, without restarting the engine, turn the electrical power to the on or battery charge position. Begin fanning off the air pressure by rapidly applying and releasing the foot brake. Low air warning devices, that is the buzzer light, the buzzer, the light, or the flag, should activate before the air pressure drops below 60 PSI or levels specified by the manufacturer. Number three, continue to fan off the air pressure at approximately 40 PSI on a tractor-trailer combination or level specified by the manufacturer. The tractor protection valve and parking brake valve should close or pop out. On other combination vehicle types and single vehicle types, the parking brake valve should close or pop out. Service brake check. You will be required to check the application of air or hydraulic service brakes. This procedure is designed to determine that the brakes are working correctly and that the vehicle does not pull to one side or the other. Pull forward at 5 miles per hour. Apply the service brake and stop. Check to see that the vehicle does not pull to either side and that it stops when brake is applied. Safety belt. Check that the safety belt is securely mounted, adjusts, latches properly, and is not ripped or frayed. 11.2. External inspection for all vehicles. 11.2.1. Steering. Steering box and hoses. Check that the steering box is securely mounted and not leaking. Look for any missing nuts, bolts, and powder keys or pins. Check for power steering fluid leaks or damage to the power steering hoses. Steering leakage. Steering linkage. See that connecting links, arms, and rods from the steering box to the wheel are not worn or cracked. Check that joints and sockets are not worn or loose and that there are no missing nuts, bolts, or cowder pins. 11.2.2 Suspension, 
springs, air, torque. Look for missing, shifted, cracked, or broken leaf springs. Look for broken or distorted coil pit springs. If vehicle is equipped with torsion bars, torque arms, or other types of suspension components, check that they are not damaged and are mounted correctly. Air ride suspension should be checked for damage and leaks. Mounts. Look for cracked or broken spring hangers, missing or damaged bushings, and broken loose or missing bolts, U-bolts, or other axle mounting parts. The mounts should be checked at each point where they are secured to the vehicle frame and axles. Shock absorbers. See that shock absorbers are secure and that there are no leaks. Note. Be prepared to perform the same suspension components inspection on every axle, that is power unit and trailer, if equipped. 11.2.3 Brakes, slack adjusters, and push rods. Look for broken, loose, or missing parts. For manual slack adjusters, the brake push rod should not move more than one inch with the brakes released. When pulled by hand. Otherwise, if the brakes are applied, you cannot adjust the slack adjusters because the brakes are applied. It won't move. It won't budge. Brake chambers. See that brake chambers are not leaking, cracked, or dented and are mounted securely. Brake hoses and lines. Look for cracked, worn, or leaking hoses, lines, and couplings. Drum brake. Check for cracks, dents, or holes. Also check for loose or missing bolts. Check for contaminants such as debris or oil or grease. Brake linings where visible because you may not be able to see all brake lines. So brake linings where they are visible, they should not be worn or dangerously Thin. They should not be worn dangerous, dangerously thin. I think that should say worn or dangerously thin. Brake linings. On some brake drums, there are openings where the brake linings can be seen from outside the drum. For this type of drum, check that a visible amount of brake lining is showing. Note, be prepared to perform the same brake components inspection on every axle. A power unit and trailer if equipped. 11.2.4 Wheels, rims. Check for damaged or bent rims. Rims cannot have welding repairs, illegal welds. Tires. The following items must be inspected on every tire. Tread depth. Check for minimum tread depth for 30 seconds on sting axle tires. That's your front tires of your tractor. 230 seconds on all other tires. That's your duels. Tire condition. Check that tread is evenly worn and look for cuts or other damage to tread or sidewalls. Also, make sure that valve caps and stems are not missing, broken, or damaged. 
Tire inflation. Check for proper inflation by using a tire gauge. Note, you will not get credit if you simply kick the tires to check for proper inflation. What you must tell the examiner at that time of your inspection of the tires is that if you are unsure of the PSIs or the air pressure in the tires, if they are at level, you will take a air hose, air gauge, and you would fill it to the proper specifications per the manufacturer of that operating motor vehicle. Hub oil seals and axle seals. See that hub oil, grease seals, and axle seals are not leaking. And if wheel has a sight glass where you can see through it, all level is adequate. Otherwise, you would pull the rubber seal from the hub, and then you would look in it, stick a finger inside, and make sure that it is properly lubricated. And don't forget to put the seal back on it. Lug nuts. Check that all lug nuts are present, free of cracks and distortions, and show no signs of looseness, such as rust trails or shining threads. Make sure all bolts, holes are not cracked or distorted. Spacers are bed spacing. If equipped, check that spacers are not bent, damaged, or rusted through. Spacers should be evenly centered with the dual wheels and tires evenly separated. Note, be prepared to perform the same wheel inspection on every axle power unit, and trailer if equipped. 11.2.5, side of vehicle, doors, mirrors. Check that doors are not damaged and that they open and close properly from the outside. Hinges should be secured with seals intact. Check that mirrors and mirror brackets are not damaged and are mounted securely with no loose fittings. Fuel tank. Check that tanks are secure, caps are tight, and that there are no leaks from tanks or lines. Drive shaft. See that drive shaft is not bent or cracked. Coupling should be secure and free of foreign objects. Exhaust system. Check system for damage and signs of leaks such as rust or carbon soot. System should be connected tightly and mounted securely. Frame. Look for cracks, broken welds, holes, or other damage to the lock. Um, that should look like it should say longitudinal, but it's longitudinal frame members. Cross members, box, and floor. 11.2.6, rear of vehicle splash guards. If equipped, check that splash guards or mud flaps are not damaged and are mounted securely. Doors, ties, lifts. Alright, check that doors and hinges are not damaged and that they are open. And that they open, close, and latch properly from the outside if equipped. 
Ties, straps, chains, and binders must also be secured. If equipped with a cargo lift, look for leaking, damaged, or missing parts and explain how it should be checked for correct operation. Lift must be fully retracted and latched securely. 11.2.7 Tractor Coupling Air Electric Lines Listen for air leaks. What will the air leaks sound like? They will sound like this. At that point, you want to check that air hoses and electrical lines are not cut, chafed, spliced, or worn. Steel blades should not show through. Make sure air and electrical lines are not tangled, pinched, or dragging against tractor parts. Catwalk steps. Check that the catwalk is solid, clear of objects, and securely bolted to tractor frame. Check that steps leading to the cab entry and catwalk, if equipped, are solid, clear of objects, and securely bolted to tractor frame. So when you say when you're looking at the catwalk, you want to also make sure that it is properly bolted and or mounted securely to the tractor frame. And again, that it holds the balance of your weight. Mounting bolts. Look for loose or missing mounting brackets, clamps, bolts, or nuts. Both the fifth wheel and the slide mounting must be solidly attached. On other types of coupling systems, i.e. ball, hitch, pencil hook, etc., inspect all coupling components and mounting brackets for missing or broken parts. Locking jaws. Look into fifth wheel gap and check that locking jaws are fully closed around the king pin. On other types of coupling systems, i.e. ball hitch, pencil hook, etc. And you'll find some of them like on um, Department of Transportation motor vehicles. Uh, the, the ball hitch or a, a pencil hook, etc. Uh, another form of uh, system coupling system what you would look at like on a pickup truck it'll have a ball hitch like if you're pulling a trailer or something like that okay um, you want to inspect the locking mechanism for missing or broken parts and make sure it is locked securely if present safety cables or chains must be secure and free of kinks and excessive slack fifth wheel skid plate so when you say the fifth wheel, make sure you also mention the fifth wheel skid plate, as well as the apron. All right, so fifth wheel skid plate. Check for proper lubrication and that the fifth wheel skid plate is securely mounted to the platform and that all bolts and pins are secure and not missing. Platform fifth wheel. Check for cracks or breaks in the platform structure which supports the fifth wheel skid plate. Release arm, fifth wheel. If equipped, make sure the release arm is in the engaged position and the safety latch is in place. Kingpin apron gap. Check that the kingpin is not bent. Make sure the visible part of the apron is not bent, 
cracked or broken. Check that the trailer is lying flat on the fifth wheel skid plate. No gap. No daylight between the apron and the fifth wheel. Locking pins on a fifth wheel. If equipped, look for loose or missing pins in the slide mechanism of the sliding fifth wheel. If air powered, check for leaks. Make sure locking pins are fully engaged. Check that the fifth wheel is positioned properly so that the tractor frame will clear the landing gear during turns. If it's not a sliding fifth wheel, you must let the examiner know that this is not a sliding fifth wheel. All right. 11.4 trailer. 11.41 trailer front air electrical connections. Check that trailer air connectors are sealed and in good condition. Make sure glad hands are locked in place free of damage or air leaks. Make sure the trailer electrical plug is firmly sealed and locked in place. Header board. If equipped, check the header board to see that it is secure, free of damage, and strong enough to contain cargo. If equipped, the canvas or top carrier must be mounted and fastened securely. On enclosed trailers, check the front area for signs of damage such as cracks, bulges, or holes. 11.4.2 Side of trailer landing gear. Check that the landing gear is fully raised, has no missing parts, crane handle is secure, and the support frame is not damaged. If power operated, check for air or hydraulic leaks. Doors, ties, lifts. If equipped, check that doors are not damaged. Check that doors are open, closed, and latched properly from the outside. Check that ties, straps, chains, and binders are secure. If equipped with a cargo lift, Look for leaking, damaged, or missing parts and explain how it should be checked for correct operation. Lift should be fully retracted and latched securely. Frame. Look for cracks, broken welds, holes, or other damage to the frame, cross members, box, and floors. Tandem release arm and locking pins. If equipped, make sure the locking pins are locked in place and release arm is secured. 11.4.3 Remainder of trailer Remainder of trailer Please refer to section 11.2 of this manual for detailed inspection procedures regarding the following components. Wheels Suspension system Brakes, doors, ties, lifts, splash guards. 11.6. Taking the CDL vehicle inspection test. 11.6.1. Class A vehicle inspection test. If you are applying for a Class A CDL, you will be required to perform one of the four versions of a vehicle inspection in the vehicle you have brought with you for testing.
Each of the four tests are equivalent, and you will not know which test you will take until just before the testing begins. All of the tests include an engine start, an end cab inspection, and an inspection of the coupling system. Then, your test may require an inspection of the entire vehicle or only a portion of the vehicle, which your CDO examiner will explain to you. 